Uncut, Our Voices, Real Stuff, Candy, Kweli Mtupu, Sauti Zetu, Teenager, Young Adult, Experts. This is Winning at Life Skills brought to you by the Community Service Center of Strathmore University. Strathmore University. Episode 4, look at us going, winning at life skills. I'm super glad you are listening. I am Rachel Kiragu, joined, of course, by some amazing people. It's all about learning life skills, and today's life skill happens to be time management. In fact, I was online, and I saw a very awesome African proverb, which I'm pretty sure is going to make Michael Babu so proud, yeah? (laughs) So, so proud. You can go back to listen to previous episodes if you want to know who Michael Babu is, one of our amazing facilitators from Machel, the program that birthed this awesome 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 podcast and it's a proverb that literally says if you kill time you kill opportunities imagine that if you kill time you kill opportunities you bury opportunities i don't know about you guys but when i think about time management here's what comes to my mind tell me if you've seen this uh thing on youtube or this um it's been widely shared a professor goes in front of a classroom has a glass jar right and then he pulls out of his bag some golf balls, right? And he puts the golf balls into the jar and asks the class, um, is the jar full? And they all go, yeah, of course, it's full. It's full of golf balls. You just put them there. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it is. Okay. Pulls out of his bag again, a bag of pebbles. And of course, because the pebbles are not like the golf balls, what do they do? They go into the in-between spaces that the golf balls never fitted in, right? Ask them again, is the jar full? Again, they say, yeah, it is. It's full now because, yeah, 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 there are spaces, but you obviously put pebbles, so it's full. Then he pulls out sand. Still, and because the sand, unlike the pebbles again, is a lot finer, Mm. what does it do? It goes into the spaces that the pebbles, you know, had left out. (laughs) (laughs) And he asks again, is the jar full? And they say, yeah, this, at this point they're laughing now because they're like, what else do you have? First of all, why do you have these random things in your bag? And what else are you going to pull out? <laughs> but I loved this lesson um, because he said the jar represents your life, everyone's life. The golf balls are like the most important things like your health, your family, your passions, the things you love the most. And then the pebbles are what he called the other important things like your job, your car, your home. And then he literally called the sand the small stuff. The lesson being, if you fill the jar with the small stuff, you will never have time or any space left for what's really important in your life. And I found that was such a, I don't know, like a mind-blowing, it's true. It applies to all of us. Okay, also he pulled out beer from his bag. From his bag. <laughs> I shall tell you what that beer was for at the end of this. <laughs> but here to help us like deconstruct the whole theme of time management are amazing, amazing individuals we found who we feel are actually in their own way handling their lives and filling up their jar with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we're here to find out how they do that. Can we learn from this? So I'm going to introduce these amazing people. I've got Caroline here. Caroline, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Rachel. I'm going to let you... You're a mom. You're a mom of eight children. (laughs) Yes. Eight children. How old is your oldest? 19. Wow. Yeah. And your youngest? Eight months. Tomorrow. 
Wow. Well, happy birthday in advance. <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> but other than that, you've also got a professional life working right here at Strathmore University. Yes. Tell me more about that. So I work in the people and culture department, what is known as HR in other places. I'm a manager there in charge of benefits, welfare, people. Wow. Just the people issues. Just that you're so perfect. That's <laughs> yes. great. And also a mom. I have so much to ask already. Eight children. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Firdausa. Thank you so much. Man, welcome. You are studying financial economics at Strathmore University. Yes. In your fourth year currently? Yeah. All right. I'm going to yeah. ask you to come a little closer to the microphone so we can hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> Financial economics sounds like mathematics times 10. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's it's super challenging, but I think if you have the interest for it, um, it makes it a lot easier. Right. If you have the interest for it, it definitely makes it a lot easier. But that's not all you do, though, Firdausa. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. You're on this podcast because a friend of yours <laughs> just mentioned, happened to give us what one of your busiest day looks like. And I was in awe because you've got a few community outreach programs that you actually, you have, you, you're part of, you created and run while doing financial economics. What are some of those? Um, so we have mainly two. We have Waridi and we have the Unified Youth Organization. Um, so the Unified Youth Organization, we um, started it in high school, just very random. Um, went to a children's home really loved the idea, then started doing a couple of more of that. Then after a while, we could we were like, this could be a thing, by the way, so wh why not? So we started it as an organization, had 20 members initially, or even less, I think it was even less, mm -hmm. just classmates, let me say that. But now um, we've grown very much and we have over 60 members. It's grown quite quite impressive wow yeah wow and the second one happens to be um waridi so waridi deals mainly with um, menstruation mentorship and providing menstrual health hygiene materials yeah. and the education yeah wow okay obviously we're gonna get into how in the world you are juggling all of that <laughs> while still doing a pretty good job at school because i hear um from reliable sources i don't know if you know uh, but you're a top student so guys respect okay we are among greatness right now greatness is seated among us <laughs> and of course lewis Furayo, super finally this is so great and the, i have to tell you and um you're going to say it's because I think you're old. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. I just value your experience so much, so much. I, I am speechless. <laughs> but honestly, as someone who has worked with young people, you've been in, in Kenya, first of all, 20 plus years, um, worked even away from Kenya before that. And obviously it means you have had to handle time management as an individual but also have seen young people um try you taught them this this is something that you've seen them try to implement in their lives so we're going to talk about just how how everything comes together when it comes to Macheo and the and how you've seen the mistakes you've seen happen what you think people could do better and obviously even just as yourself does time management actually evolve do you get like a, are you like a master of like time management right now are you like a sensei should we be like you know as you get older you i don't know if you i have problems of memory 
<laughs> so one of the things I do uh-huh. is I write down the things I want to do <laughs> so that I make sure I don't forget it. Right. But uh, just an interesting comment. Right. Uh, I have taught in secondary school, primary school, secondary school, as in, and in university. And I remember once uh, I saw a student enter school when he was six or seven years old. Yeah. And eventually I saw him as a young man, 17 or whatever, and yeah. he was graduating from high school. Wow. And uh, I had been, I, I was a witness of that change, which right. I am sure, you know, every parent sees. Yeah. I saw it as a teacher. Yeah. And I said to myself, well, I, I think that's what, I mean, as a teacher. Yeah. I, I was amazed at the change. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed at the change. Mm. The, the, thank God the boy had been very successful oh, as, that's as good. far as I could see. Mm. But you also think for yourself. I mean, I think I was thinking, what, how do have we used the time? I mean, how, how has it happened ah. that this fellow has come out so well? Mm. Which That's I am true. sure is the kind of question that every parent wants to ask himself. Every teacher has to ask himself. Yeah. And I would say every individual. Yeah. Okay, the six-year-old may not ask that, that type <laughs> of question. But I certainly think that a 14, a 15-year-old yeah. should be thinking. Maybe I'm starting secondary school. How should I use those four years? Right. So that by the time I leave high school, yeah, I am a worthwhile individual. I like that. And the same, of course, in the university. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's I, when you see time passing yeah. and individuals changing. Yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody is, you know. As successful yeah as that. everyone has a different some, story some people may you can say maybe they waste their lives so yeah anyway but you see it has to say that it makes you it makes you think it, it makes me think yeah it our, does our time passing and time when the time passes it has an influence on people true yeah and uh, we need to think about that see i knew it was great to have you here again ladies and gentlemen do you see why he is the awesome Luis barrio because it's true that those are very important questions and i think that you've mentioned teaching how awesome is it that we also have dan arena mm-hmm. welcome to the podcast winning at life skills as a chemistry teacher at strathmore university i mean strathmore high school yeah. which by the way is a very top performing school how have you guys like you're always at the top every single year that's amazing <laughs> That's really great. And I'm pretty sure um, the thing about school, I know even you know, or at least I hope, I mean, we can all appreciate that. That's, I think, our first ever time we got to know about time management, at least on a, like a serious level, because your, your classes are timed, exams are timed, you have to manage yourself. When you get home, you only have a certain amount of time to do your homework, so you have to plan yourself. So school really prepares you yeah. a lot, you know, to actually... Hone. I mean, at least you'd think it prepares you um, to hone the skill of time management. But life will sometimes show you maybe you aren't a good student at all, (laughs) right? And so um, that's great. I want to know about you and how long you've been a teacher for. And then also, why don't we just start off with being a teacher, seeing students. What are some of the mistakes? Let's be very honest when it comes to 
time management, right? Because at that age, at school, everything's structured for you. And if you don't learn to manage your time there, I feel like that lesson is going to keep recurring all your life. So what are some of the things, the mistakes you've seen children or, you know, young people make with their time, especially Strathmore being a day school? Okay, that's an interesting question. Actually, several questions. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) For me, uh, first of all, I had no intention whatsoever of becoming a teacher. No way! (laughs) I'm not a teacher by training, although now I'm attending some formal training of sorts. Uh I am a pharmacist. I studied pharmacy in campus in the University of Nairobi. Nice. High school. I was always curious about drugs, how they work. The, the right kind of drugs. Right, right, yeah. But then on the other hand, I think for me, there's some events in my life probably which uh, sort of shifted me towards teaching. Really? One of them was uh, when I was in high school, there was a fellow I knew who was in Form 4. Uh-huh. But then there were many stories which went around about this fellow was that he joined my school. Those were the days we used to do seven subjects, if you can remember. Mm-hmm. He joined school with 625 marks. Whoa, so that, that was that's, pretty, that's really That high. was a lot of marks mm-hmm. out of 700. Yeah. But then I remember uh, seeing the results pinned up on the notice board and the fellow had a D plus oh, no. at the end of KCSE. So I Which is only a four-year gap yeah, yeah. between... Just a four-year gap. Mm. So it really was striking to me. I, I kept on wondering what had happened. Mm. But yeah. I think that was background noise for me. Yeah. The second situation was when I was in campus. Right. Mm, because what happened is that we had an, um, a schedule which was rather interesting. So class would begin at 8. Uh, and then you'd have a one-hour lunch break at 1. Mm-hmm. At 2 o'clock, you had a three-hour lecture. Mm-hmm. It was biochemistry. I, <laughs> almost uh, every day mm-hmm. of the week. <laughs> Firdausa, she's, she's shaking her head just now. Firdausa relates. For pharmacy students, we had an extra hour of mathematics at the end of the day. Oh, come so on. at 5 o'clock, we had an extra hour of class till 6 o'clock. And then the day would be over. So it was quite hectic. But then in itself, I kept on thinking how maybe someone can be a bit more efficient in terms of time, what little time he has and how he can use it better and, and make himself better. The third uh, thing that really struck me was one day I was walking from uh, St. Paul's Chapel, walking towards uh, Chiromo mm-hmm. using uh, Uhuru Highway. Then uh, a bus of Strathmore passed by. I didn't really know about Strathmore. I thought that was Tarehe. <laughs> so I, saw I didn't really know Strathmore. Mm. So it passed by, and then there were kids inside, and all the kids were seated down. And, and that shocked you? That shocked me totally. That they were sitting because inside I remember a bus. in high school, I was in a boarding school. Right. In high school, everybody's everywhere. <laughs> guys are watching cars coming from behind. Or guys are waving. Other people have their heads sticking out of the window, whatever. So I found that very interesting. Then I think I saw someone reading a book. And that struck me even more because I was walking mm. and I kept on observing. There was a bit of traffic. I know, right? It was bad and they were so, sitting, but they were also reading. Precisely. So I kept thinking, wow, these fellows here, what, what, what exactly are they doing? But to, in my mind, this was Tarehe. Mm. So these were fellows who were very organized, etc. So I said, oh, okay, maybe these guys really know how to use their time well. I didn't right. really think that these guys are in a boarding school, so they wouldn't be traveling up and down in a bus. Mm. Oh, that's anyway, true. So those three things, I think, shaped me a lot in terms of being a teacher. Later mm-hmm. on, I kept on thinking, and these are the ideas I keep trying to transmit to the boys. Yeah. Whatever little pockets of time you have, you have to try and utilize them because yeah. of the past experiences I've seen. Anyway, I'll talk more. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we will, for sure, for sure. Because you're right, that the little pockets of time, mm-hmm. we all have them. Again, we all have the same jar. It just depends what you feel in with it or into it. Yeah. And in fact, someone who's, I mean, Caroline, in your household, this has been one of the longest holidays, I think, in the history of school holidays yes. that we have all had to have. Mm. And I wonder, just listen, I only have one child mm. and I already feel like that's a handful right? <laughs> yes. she's only seven so her homework is what coloring and maybe reading goldilocks yes. but in your household you've got eight children mm. different ages yes is it a one-size-fits-all when it comes to time management to make it easier for you do you just go guys study time is eight to ten you get one break yes no one touches the tv because you all want to watch different things and i'm not gonna we're not having that conversation yeah or do you have to literally have different ones for every single one of your children wow that would be crazy if i had to have each for every child that would be crazy so generally what we have is we have an overall timetable it's a general one so that you know within this time this is what you do and then at another time this is what you do but each child might do something different Ah. so my reading my another one might not be reading might be coloring another one might be so depending on the age it's just that you're aware that this particular time is either for chores so depending on what your chore is, then you do it that time. If it's time mm. for reading, so it's you have to have the general one because otherwise you'd, it would be crazy. <laughs> and then also it helps because I have older ones now, so they help me a lot ah. with the management. Because you realize that it's true with children, you have a schedule, but you can't just hang it on the wall and bye. See you in the evening, and I hope everyone has done what they needed to do. They actually have to be present. There has to yeah. be some kind of guidance. And the younger they are, the more mischievous, so they're uh, likely to want to get I out know. of it. Don't I know? And even the older ones will try to get out of it because they they keep telling <laughs> me now the younger ones have come so they can do their chores. <laughs> they did their time. So you also there has to be management. So it right. still involves they need some involvement okay. in terms of making sure that things get done. Right. But it's important to have a general one. Otherwise the place runs haywire. Which is what happened once COVID came. Before all of us just knew, oh, we are all home. Yeah. It took a while before we finally got, we have to find a schedule. Yeah. So you have a hectic week and then you realize we are so tired and cranky and at each other's necks and the house is untidy. <laughs> so then you sit back and say, no, we have to find a system. <laughs> and then now that helps run things. Yeah. yeah. And what's the ratio like, I wonder, because for anyone who's young, yeah. <laughs> from anything to go by, <laughs> yes. um, holiday time equals, let's catch up on that series I left off last time before holiday came. Um, yeah. Also... I have time now to hang out with my friends, mm. even though it's a bit difficult with like COVID. Yeah. But then, you know, social media is there mm. and, and I understand a whole schedule cannot just be all work. Yeah. But then how do you manage that ratio? Do you, do you what would you, what, what's worked for you? Okay. I think maybe also because children are also different. So I have those ones who love outdoors. Ah. So for those ones, it gets easier because then once they've done their chores and their work, I'm also happy then they're out of the house. <laughs> so we are not complaining. But you also have the ones who are older and maybe their form of entertainment is different. Right. So I think it's just, I don't look at it as a ratio. We just look at the hours in a day and sort of look at what each person prefers and then nice. make it work. Make it work for everyone, for themselves and yeah. for the family in general. I like that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's really great as mm. a hands-on parent, which I think for effective time management, I, I imagine in any situation, mm. it needs you to be hands-on. You have to kind of know someone's character, especially when it fits your children, yes, right? Yes, yes. Now, Fir Fir please walk me through what your busiest day kind of looks like you're in uni, you've got financial economics, okay. But um, actually, currently, you've got this amazing project that you're working on. For Congratulations on that. Please tell us a little bit about it. Um, so usually, I wake up like around six. 
um, play. Then from there, now it's currently I'm at work, so I'm in, I'm in internship. So go to work, do internship. Then within the internship, if I notice I have like any break, I've been really interested in research because I need. To, I'm that person who needs to know why your why, why are you doing this. <laughs> Sometimes even after we've started all these projects, um, I get stuck and I need to backtrack to the why. Okay. Um, if the why is not working for the current time, we need to find the why for the current time because wow. we need to progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Wake up at six. Inter- currently internship. Find a bit of hours of research. Um, so the past two months have been quite busy because of um, we've been working with working on competitions and organizing events. Um, so after work, I come back home five six. So take maybe like an hour break, eat supper, then maybe from nine till like around twelve is you're having meetings. What's your progress? Uh, what research have you done? Um, how are you coming along? What challenges do you have and such things? So that's. Monday to Friday, typically. Yeah. Then um, now, because of COVID, we had to stop um, the projects we were doing. Oh, okay. But um, we used to do them on Saturday. Saturday. Right. So we used to have Saturday afternoon. Right. We go mentor the girls and boys. But I don't know. There was a challenge with the boys. I, I really don't know. <laughs> that was a particular challenge with the boys. Yeah, so you tell them, please show up. Um, we have mentorship, free snacks, um, notebooks. <laughs> things basically and um they would not show up but the girls were very psyched if they would even come earlier than us and they tell us um so where are you why, why were you coming late we, we've come really <laughs> so they keep you on your and team. this is your saturday yeah. first of all that you just said in your free time you still do research i mean i think you're every mom's favorite child at this point <laughs> free time and she decides i'm gonna research to better the things that i'm already occupying my time with your monday to friday is six till late yes the past few months it's been six till 12 12, 12 1 yeah wow. like very very late wow. and i keep on asking myself why, why are you doing this like can't you be like other normal teenagers <laughs> <laughs> just normal normal, normal university students mm-hmm. but i've realized i think even from um how time management has shaped me is i've realized a lot of american students by the time they're 16 they're working while in kenya by the time you're 16 you're still depending on your parents that's quite true so we have a lot of mediocrity let me just be very honest (laughs) in terms of um the youth in africa or just in kenya we're very mediocre and um this i learned from all these competitions i've been doing they're very professional if they asked to make a video they're making a video like they're making um, a pitch, like a pitch wow. that like is it's well produced. Well produced. They're using a video. Mm-hmm. Well, just us. We're using Zoom and many <laughs> <laughs> wow. other funny, many other funny platforms. Because <laughs> it seems to me that's one of your biggest motivations, and I think that's a that's very commendable. Mm-hmm. I think Louis, Louis, you could also agree. It's having goals that actually motivate you to do that extra legwork. You're listening to Winning at Life Skills, a podcast brought to you by the Community Service Center of Strathmore University. University. University.